like they look like your bangs look incredible thank you so much for that compliment even post gym Um, yeah even post gym thank you it's the wet look you know (laughs) (laughs) she hasn't washed her hair so it's a little you know either grungy so it's two two grungy girls one formula today wash my hair in a few days well it looks stunning oh thanks uh, truthfully i think it's the wella products like <laughs> it's like actually really 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 helping my hair like you guys when i you hear our ad- sponsors ads like it's not a joke <laughs> it's not a joke um yeah i mean i know that you love like a leave-in product like that because you don't use do. conditioner when you when you wash your hair so yeah so this is yeah it's really it's really Doing the damn thing for me. Well, so. you know, we don't Loving we it. don't shill any products on this podcast that we don't believe in. So Amen, sis. <laughs> so we love Wella. They're not well, so they're paying us at some point to say that, but they're not paying us to say that right now. Right now. <laughs> they're paying to pay us later, but they're not paying us right now. Um Hey Kate. Hey Nicole. How the heck are you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing really great. How the heck are you? <laughs> I just, I'm like getting excited because I know that we're going to be together. Like, I know it's not soon. It's like literally a month from now. But like, I just am excited to see you again. Like knowing that we have plans on the books, like that just makes me like really happy. Knowing that we have so many plans in the books. Like, <laughs> you I'm guys are be... all about to be sick of us because Kate and I are like living together this summer. <laughs> Imagine if we did. Imagine if we like actually lived together. I think I think we would be too powerful though. Like I think it would be too much. There would be no stopping us if we lived together. Yeah, it would be people would be like, we've had enough of you. We're done. Like, please, please, please stop. (laughs) Please, please, please stop. Every little chaotic thought that we had would would execute on. on. Yeah, because (laughs) because there would be no like distance to be like you cool off after you text it to, to the other person. Yeah. Then you think back on it, you're like, mm, okay, maybe this is not really a good idea. But when we're together, we're just feeding off each other, a.k.a. We're just how like, two we're girls, one formula it. even we're doing started. It. Yeah. No, it would be far too much. It would be far too much. Uh, we would be the, we would be ultimate burnout. Like, we would be so burnt out. Literally just because, like, we would never stop. Or it would be the opposite because when you and I hang out together, we, like, yeah, we never do much. We don't do anything. So maybe like that's it's because we don't often get to do nothing together. So like maybe right. if having we together, that balance. We would only do nothing. Yeah. So we would have that balance and then it would be good. But yeah. I don't know. Who knows? TBD. Who's to say? Well, yeah, TBD. You, guys are, you guys are gonna find out sooner rather than later because Kate and I have are going to be seeing so much of each other weeks over on the weeks next on weeks. six months. <laughs> Literally, like, weeks on weeks on weeks of time together. <laughs> so, who's to say? Um, before we, I mean, before we talk about, like, F1 things, I know I texted you about this, but I feel like we we talked on the podcast or it was an Instagram story or something. Everyone knows that I'm starting to read Throne of Glass. Mm. 
because we did say, do we want to do like a full reread of all the Sarah J. Mass books before Crescent City 3 comes out next year? So I am in Throne of Glass. I'm in it. Like I'm in I'm, it. Thank God. I am in Finally. there like swimwear. I've been waiting. I, I know, I know, I know. But I'm really mad at you. <laughs> okay, when you texted me, I'm really pissed at you. I was like, you know, I have anxiety. You know, I have anxiety. <laughs> I know. I try. I, I hit send too soon. The thing so is, I was like, like, I just, I got to type so fast. I just I, happened I, to be looking yeah. at my phone when you sent that. And I was like, and if you ever text me while I'm on my phone, like I'm immediately looking at yeah. it. And so I was like, uh, I'm at the gym and I'm like, what did I do? <laughs> like, what did I do? Oh no. Well, I do have a fair reason to be mad at you. Um, Cause in throne of glass there is a character and his name is spelled c-h-a-o-l and nicole told me that you pronounce you're supposed to pronounce that name kale in my head before i had been pronouncing it cole which i like a lot better because so i was like i'm still gonna pronounce it cole in my head (laughs) and now i'm reading it and every time they say his name, I switch between Kale and Cole. And in my head, as I'm picturing like this scene playing out, I'm picturing a man with Kale for head, for a head. <laughs> it's just like salad fingers, but like salad head. <laughs> and it's just like a, a Kale-headed man. And I li- it's ruining it for me. I'm <laughs> like, so I sorry. Can't. Hey, that's just what I heard on TikTok. I haven't... I haven't like looked. I know. I just wish that this. I never. I wish I never asked. I wish you never told me. It's and like, to be fair, I used to pronounce it chael. Like yeah, you're chol, because I was just like chol. <laughs> the thing is, is like I feel like when I read names, like it doesn't really matter what their names are. Like it just kind of like in my head, I just glaze past it because you it's just so know. many. I just know, like it's on the on the page so many times that it's like one of those things that I. I just kind of glaze over because I know kind of like who's in the scene. Right. So it's mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm, I'm not like enough. every single time, like Kale um, or Selena. And so I just feel like I was just kind of like, I just ignored it. Yeah. Like I felt like the same way with Prithian in the first, in the first Akatar books. I like always was like, well, how do you pronounce this? Like, I'm just going to fucking glaze right over it. Whatever. That's a word. And ignoring that. <laughs> That's a word that has been written, and I acknowledge That's it. That's a word. But it's I'm definitely a word. Not touching it, <laughs> but it's not a word for me. <laughs> it's definitely exactly. a word. It's a, but it's, it's not for me. It's not a w y r d though. <laughs> it's a w o r d. And if you read Throne of Glass and you get that joke, you'll know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm so in it. I can't wait to. Literally, honestly, be done with this podcast and go back to reading. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting so into Crackhead Katie. It's happening. It's starting. I mean, it's, I mean I, it's good, but like, I think like you'll, because there's so many books, I think you have the opportunity to kind of take it a little bit slower. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see how fast I can get through all eight books. So guys, maybe the at some point in this podcast over the next several weeks, Kate will give us a little digest of how she's enjoying Throne of Glass until she finishes. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. Think I can do that. Okay, yeah. Good. Yeah. 
Uh, okay, so enough about fantasy romance novels or fantasy adventure novels, whatever. Um, we're a book this podcast. Is actually, we're a gossip podcast. We're a Formula One podcast. This is actually a Formula One podcast. First and foremost, you are listening to TG1F, an F1 podcast with Kate and Nicole. My name is Kate. I'm Nicole. And this is our show. We're your hosts. And Welcome. we're excited this week because I think... We have so much. We have just like a lot of fun things because obviously we've been dealing with a three week break. Um, not a lot happening, but a lot happening. There's there's not ha- not stuff happening on the track, but there is stuff happening off the track. There surely is, and oh, we're gonna get into it. Uh, but the first thing before we talk about like more fun things is if you are in the online community of Formula One, odds are you saw or read or heard about um, an episode of another F1 podcast called Screaming Meals that came out last week with former guests of our show, the Pit Stop Boys, on it. And, you know, what what on the surface at first when you saw it seemed to just be a nice boys club, classic boys club. Of dudes being F1, dudes, guys being guys. Dudes being guys. Uh, quickly turned into absolute calamity on the timeline. And everyone's been asking us to speak on it. So we'll, speak on it. We'll, speak <laughs> gonna, on it. we'll speak on you it. We'll speak on it. We're going to do, we're going to speak on it. <laughs> um, and, you know, I don't want like us to like joke around about it too much because i know that there are people that were like very very offended by this and i think they're they had every right to be and i think there are a few things in there that i was kind of taken back by so we're gonna talk about this in all seriousness right now and we'll get back to the jokes in a minute <laughs> put it put here's a, my thing ti- put a time out on the jokes <laughs> this is a no joke session section no of jokes the podcast. yeah it's a very serious business. joke free zone um <laughs> Okay, so to kind of back it up, I kind of want to talk about some specific points that people were upset about, and we'll kind of get into not only our thoughts, but we did ask you guys in the community what your thoughts on it were, because, you know, you can ask us to speak on this as much as you want, and like we will, we'll share our opinions, but it's not just our opinions that matter here. So Screaming Meals is a podcast hosted by Marcus Armstrong, who is an IndyCar driver, uh, Clement Navalek, uh, who is an F2 driver, uh, and James Blair, who I guess is just their friend, but he's in, as they say, a world-class insurance salesman. Uh, love that he's on this show. So <laughs> it's not necessarily like a racing show but they do bring on other racing drivers and people in the like f1 f2 indycar like motorsports space um among other things i will admit right here gonna say this off the top of the bat i do not listen to screaming meals never listened i have to it, not no. really listened to it so i can't like don't take what i'm saying about like what their show is as bible because i'm, ad- I'm admittedly not a listener i'm just speaking on something that happened that everyone wanted me to so Pitstop, who, again, if you're not familiar, are two two guys from uh, the UK, Jake and Fab. They have been on our podcast before, and we will say they were lovely. Um, and there are some men in this space that are super, super condescending. 
we did not feel that way about them. So we enjoyed having them, um, which is why we were like really disappointed to see all of this kind of discourse happening online. Um, and Pit Stops, their shtick is that they started their podcast um, as two guys who knew nothing about F1 and they were like learning along with their listeners. And so they um, were just watch Drive Survivor. They watch races and they'd like learn about things they wouldn't know you know, what DRS is or, or what the pit lane was or what a chicane was or anything like that, which is a really great concept for people that are also just starting out. Um, so what happened on the podcast is, first of all, people are saying that the shtick has kind of gone too far and it's getting kind of repetitive where they've been doing this podcast for over a year at this point. They've watched a one and a half seasons almost of of f1 and people are like you should know enough now Mm -hmm. like if you're really going to grow with your audience you should be learning you've been invited to races you've been in the pits you've been in the paddock you've like talked you've had f1 drivers on your podcast like you should know the sport that you now have a lot of a lot of access to and a lot of privilege in Mm -hmm. um so you know they've been they have been invited to races by F1 and by F1 teams. And they've had F1 drivers on the podcast. They've had Will Buxton on the podcast. They've had all these personalities. So uh, that was one piece that people were a little bit frustrated by um, that they kept saying that they, you know, didn't know things. The other was there was a few generalizations of that. uh, No one watches the racing for the racing yeah Yeah. they watch it because they only want to know about the personal lives of the drivers people were very offended by that saying like again nicole and i have always said this we all contain multitudes and if we're following f1 you kind of got to enjoy the racing a little bit otherwise you're you're not really watching this right um so that was another thing and then Kind of the the but biggest. But also, if oh. you are just here because you yes. do just like the personal lives, that's totally okay as well. That's totally okay. I think it was the it was just a generalization. Were offended by the generalization yeah. of it, and that they were speaking as if they were speaking on behalf of the entire. And also, community. if a woman were to say that, right, it would have been like social that. suicide. <laughs> yeah, and I think that point, like to to generalize what your community thinks is super dangerous Mm -hmm. so and i think the the thing that people were the most upset about was that they were on this podcast they didn't know who any of the guys were really (laughs) um and juan manuel correa was also a guest host on the podcast he's also in f2 and he is kind of it's like i hate saying it this way He's pretty well known for being in the crash that resulted in the death of Antoine Hubert a few mm-hmm. years ago in Spa. And Juan Manuel Crea was... he was also seriously injured. Seriously injured. He was in a coma, I believe, mm-hmm. and like has since had to teach him to relearn how to walk. Mm-hmm. And it's now racing again. So like incredible a feet. super incredible story. And mm-hmm. like... And... I think there were, you know, some comments where it was like, why did you not research the podcast you were going to be on or like who was going to be there? Also, if but it's like even if you did like and you're just acting like why did you have to take it that far? I guess they they said that they didn't know who he was before he had been on the pot before he had said his name there. Mm -hmm. Um, And then they were also making these comments that like F2 is more exciting 
because there is more of crashes, all the crashes yeah. and there's and crashes are really exciting and like people don't really care about the racing but there it crashes are exciting and so it was just really really um awkward and yeah. very cringeworthy that those those comments were being said in in the presence of someone who like obviously has you know fought so hard to get back because of, of one of those crashes so i think all around it was just like not, I mean, and this is not an excuse at all, but this is also a podcast where they're all drinking heavily throughout the show. So I think there was just like so many layers of things where it yeah. was like, you weren't thinking originally. I don't know why you or your team didn't like brief yourselves on like what show you're going on and like who was hosting it. Um, We would never go on to a show without like knowing whose show it was, I guess, like or like the vibe of it. Um, but also like strange. you, but also but like, like rewatching it back, you were like, this is good. Yeah. You send were like, it. roll it, send it. Well, I guess it wasn't them because it was screaming meals podcast. I guess. Yeah. And Everyone was like, edited. they said yeah. this was like the edited version. So it's just kind of like, what the fuck else could have yeah. happened? Yeah. Um, so I mean, ne- needless to say, people were really upset about this. Um, took it really personally. Were rightfully, you know, bringing criticism and there was some cancel culture going on but there i mean valid criticism where you would hope that people learn and like Nicole Mm -hmm. said it took this came out on thursday morning i believe or like thursday at midnight um something like that and the apology came out on monday monday or sunday night in the form of an instagram story right like around the time when a new episode usually goes live so i mm-hmm. think it was like i don't know who your team is but it was really a bad call um i don't know those are like that's kind of the basis and like i just think it's there's a responsibility that comes with having a platform mm-hmm. and your shtick can be to be jokey and fun and like carefree and like not knowing things but i also think that you have a responsibility to be responsible in what you're saying uh who you're speaking with who the audience is yeah you know also knowing who the audience of like the show or the the place that you are speaking like who their audience is so Mm -hmm. i don't know do you have any other thoughts before we get into i did see that tweet that they potentially used chat gpt to write their apology (laughs) and i was like you've got to be kidding me. Like you guys have a whole team and like a whole management team and like, and no one, not a, one human being could help you write an actual heartfelt human apology. <laughs> so like, that's really kind of where I was like, I was kind of ready to like, kind of come to their defense about being like, well, you know, I think we're, we didn't have the nuance and, and be, to be able to have the conversation online and like, whatever. But, like, it was just, like, a disappointing showing from them. And I expected them to just be, like, own up to it and be, like, yep, sorry, you're right. Like, that was totally, like, unchill of us. And we should have, you know, treated our guests with more respect and kind of understood why we were on the show. And then they just waited several days to release an apology. So, yeah. <laughs> and then also used artificial intelligence to write it. So I was kind of, like, yeah. well, so I'm a little like- disappointed. Now let's take it away to the audience. Okay. What do the callers have to say about this? If you're watching on YouTube, (laughs) 
Lots so of many thoughts. So, so, so many thoughts. Um, and a few people said was there was also on the part of Screaming Meals side, they were disappointed in like the change of attitude there because there had been two really great episodes prior to this one with Lizzie McIntosh and Jamie Chadwick. And they were like, they're having these awesome women on uh, and then kind of go into this like bro culture like right after and so people were upset about that um and i guess there was also an instance on lissy's episode where mm-hmm. the first question they asked her was who do you think the hottest f1 driver it was not is? it wasn't the first question they asked her but like okay. it's kind of yeah. it was like yeah and she was like do you ask all of your guests this mm-hmm. so that's something that people um were uncomfortable by a couple uh, actually a bunch of people were saying that um screaming meals most likely should have scrapped the episode Mm-hmm. uh listening back i think that's something that you and i have learned when we've put out episodes that we that our community didn't like and we were like mm-hmm. didn't feel right to us we probably should have just scrapped it and i think that's like a lesson learned so maybe mm-hmm. they will do that um in the future uh good learning i think also for them um somewhat my favorite my favorite opinion that someone sent to us was I think Best Buy needs to stop letting men buy podcast equipment. <laughs> T. Word. Uh, <laughs> some, a, a couple people said, I don't know what's happening. Um, mood. Um, Same. <laughs> I mean, someone said, to be honest, I love Screaming Meals because it's funny and enjoyable, but there are issues every single episode. So um, a few people. Again. S- yeah. I think I think what's tricky here is that no one is going to be perfect yes, all of the absolutely. time. And I think all we can do is just ask for those people who we, you know, appreciate and look up to that they just try and be yeah. better the next time. Um, and it's like, okay, well, at what point do you stop giving them the benefit of the doubt because they're not learning from yeah. the criticism that they're receiving, right? But I do think it's like... yeah. Okay, I do think that we can learn from the mistakes that we make. And I think... Can you imagine if you and I had said that? We would... uh, We would be buried in the sand. We would never see the light of day again. We would never (laughs) see these faces ever again. We would be... Yeah, it's... (laughs) I think it's just also, like... We would have been doxxed. Like, we would have been... It would have been... 100%. (laughs) 100%. And I think that's the part that's just, like continuously grinds my gears it's never gonna change um (laughs) unfortunately but i mean the best thing that people can do is like call out bias and call out hypocrisy and like a respectful way like Mm -hmm. not like let's not be sending people like death threats for doing these things but like subtle education of the masses hopefully will like swing the pendulum a little bit more in all of our favor at the end of the day and also being like loud and proud about who you do support and yes. like you feel good about supporting, yes. right? Like that matters too. So we can always push for progress and for people to learn and grow. But yeah, always, always important to support the people that you think are doing it right. Instead of only shining light on negative things, shine some light on some positive things and positive reinforcement also helps. I think we saw we saw a lot of that this a weekend too. That. I think yeah. a lot of accounts were like, "Hey, are you mad about men in the F1 space?" Me too. Here are a bunch of female created podcasts that you should listen to instead. And so like yeah. that's the type of behavior that I think 
it works is, is and needed. Is important. Yeah, yeah, and is important. So thank you to anyone who called us out this weekend for and advocated for us um, as someone, as people to listen to in the F1 space. Um, it really meant a lot to us in mm-hmm. light of the behavior we've faced um, in the past and also just kind of like what we've seen this week. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's that. And I'm done talking about men that I don't want to talk about. <laughs> I just am I'm tired. Of, yeah, let's talk about men that we do want to talk about. Let's talk about men that we do care about. Uh, okay, so. If you're not watching on YouTube, you can't see how big my smile is, but I'm so excited <laughs> <laughs> to get into this. Okay, so my first question that I have about, like, things that have happened this week is, is Baby P coming for my career <laughs> as, like, a PR genius like is she the world's best publicist she has single-handedly changed the direction of max's entire career Ooh. and likability <laughs> the amount of dms that we got being like i don't like max why do i feel like this right now like why do i like him or like this is why i love max or like i'm feeling new things about max like if you didn't see it there's videos all over. Max was on Twitch. He was live streaming. He was gaming with some of his friends. And Baby P, who is uh, Max's girlfriend, Kelly, PK, and also ex-F1 uh, driver Danny, Danny Kibbiet, uh daughter. She's like five, maybe? Not even? Like, I don't know. Yeah, three, four? Yeah. Between three and five, I would say. As a guess. <laughs> <laughs> I would estimate. Um, based on how tall she is, I would assume between and, three and five. And based on, like, <laughs> she says some words, but they're not, like, great yet. <laughs> like, I don't know. So, anyways, she was in the background, and she is yelling, like, Maxi, like, and running over and, like, giving him kisses on his head. And he's like, oh, thank you, P. Uh, so sweet of you. And, like, she's like bringing over a pillow with his face on he's like oh that's me and like apparently i did not see this part but he ended the stream early he did to go yeah. have a tea party with her yeah he did and i was just like it's crazy because i'm like max is not a dad like he's he he's not, not like a give... nurturing figure yeah but also <laughs> is he but that's why it kind of feels like he's like an older brother to her I hate to say it, like, I know that he's dating her mom, but, like, it just kind of gave, like, older brother vibes where he was, she was just, like, so obsessed with him and, like, she wants to hang out with him. Yeah. But I'm, like... Even Max- still, I was still, like, that's so sweet. Like, it's, it doesn't like, matter. Is Max nurturing? Isn't Max actually, like, a fatherly Well, finger? again, we've talked about this because he does have two cats, and I don't yes. think that any man who is not, like, kind... Does not have cats. No, absolutely not. So. I also think there's something If anyone to tries said, to, like, argue with that, I'm like, Max has cats and he loves those cats. He does. I also think that Max's dad stinks. Mm-hmm. So he knows what not to do. Not and to he's do. probably like, oh, I'm going to be an amazing dad because I didn't have an amazing Ah, oh, I could cry. <laughs> I could cry, and I definitely did cry when I saw those videos. Uh, if you haven't seen them, they are everywhere. Uh, so just go, I don't know, go to Max's, like, tagged photos or something. But 
fucking adorable absolutely adorable so and i'm like she really is is changing the publicity hats of Max. hats off to whoever schemed this up because... she is doing what <laughs> max's pr team could not like they just reversed like the past three years of max's like bad boy like, literally mean guy persona like so i can't i can't i can't even like think about it because i <laughs> It was so fucking cute. Wella Professionals just released its most luxurious hair care line, Ultimate Repair, and Kate, I'm almost certain it has to be what our favorite wag, Carmen, uses on her hair. I was literally thinking the same thing. Her hair is always so shiny and smooth and perfect, and I'm honestly just begging to enter my Carmen hair era. Literally same, but I think we're almost there because we are both using the Ultimate Repair Miracle Hair Rescue, and especially with your dark hair, you're really giving Carmen vibes right now. I'm not going to lie. That might be the most incredible compliment I have literally ever received in my entire life. Thank you so much. I mean, this line does use patented technology and uses alpha hydroxy acid to rebuild hair bonds from the inside and omega-9 to replenish the outside layers and smooth your hair, so... Exactly. And that's ultimate Carmen. And I feel like Carmen would definitely just vibe with Wella as a company too. Because Wella Professional has over 140 years of experience and was originally developed for professional use only. Plus, it's consistently ranked among the top loved brands by professional stylists. So you know it's good. Absolutely. And you know Carmen only uses the best things, so I would be 0% surprised if she was a Wella girl. Same. And I bet she's just like us and uses the Miracle Hair Rescue, which repairs hair damage in 90 seconds with less breakage and smoother hair. She would love it. I just know it. So if you want to have super shiny, super smooth, Carmen-esque hair just like I have now, uh, you can purchase Ultimate Repair Miracle Hair Rescue at Ulta. You can also go to wella.com, that's W-E-L-L-A.com, to learn more. Um, okay, switching gears a bit. There was an event. There was an event. There was an event. An event happened. An event occurred. <laughs> it transpired. <laughs> In Monaco. Over the past like week, right? Like it's been I think it's like a whole it's weekend. Been a while. I think yeah. it's a, I think it's like four days. So I think it's like Thursday to Sunday or something. Okay. Based on Breakpoint that I watched on Netflix, the Drive to Survive uh, <laughs> version or of tennis Dennis. version of Drive to Survive. Um it's called the Rolex Monte Carlo Masters. And it's a tennis tournament held in Monaco. And everyone was there. And everyone Except was us. doing so much. <laughs> we weren't there. People were like just really doing fake. things there. <laughs> and I wasn't ready to talk about it until literally we hopped on here. Yeah, because it was that that's like traumatic for you, I think. I was traumatized. I was personally victimized by this event because and you and I were just talking about this like last week that I was like, obviously, I love Charles. Mm-hmm. But my like delusional love for him has been on the back burner lately like right. i haven't been as like psychotically like in love with him like should i <laughs> or should i not get married because now i don't have a chance with charles anymore like that <laughs> level of love has not been on here for a while yeah mm -hmm. i've just been like a casual lover right yeah we've okay. just been like we've been like a cat you're just been like casually i've just been like him, a you know? fan i've just yeah. been like a normal fan <laughs> and that's crazy to say I was literally just talking to my therapist about this yesterday. I was like, I like literally am not delusionally in love with anyone right now. And I was like, I'm sad. And she's like, 
not know what she said to me. No, I don't. She said, I think you're just growing up. And I said, I don't. Why would you say that to me? Sarah. I said, I'm firing her. I said, that's On so fucking rude. Of you, I'm firing her. <laughs> She's like, I think you're just like an adult now. And I was like, I'm sick. Don't ever <laughs> say that sick. to me. Don't ever say that to me ever again. <laughs> I want to be that delusional. So the <laughs> okay, sorry. Yes, uh, Charles anyways. and Monaco. But then I saw photos of Charles at this tennis tournament. and In that linen suit? And you know I'm obsessed with linen. You know I'm in my linen era. I so just to was see, like, he looked so uh, good, so good. He looked so good. I've never seen anything like this. He Charles showed is, up. or Carl, or Charlotte is punching Whoa. the air. I'm punching the air. <laughs> Charles showed up. If you haven't seen the photos, uh, they're gonna be Thirst Trap Thursday. Uh, so surprise. <laughs> There's actually um, a lot of content for Thirst Trap Thursday this week. Like I think it's gonna be tough. a carousel. It's gonna be hard. Gonna I don't know. <laughs> uh, Charles showed up and he was wearing a like tan linen suit. It was with, almost like blushy. I would with, say with like white pinstripes on it, and the pants were drawstring. And it was just like casual, cool, laid back billionaire. Like that's yeah. literally the vibes we're giving. <laughs> like just like chill, rich man. Like I. And then he had a hat that I guess they were just giving everyone. Everyone, everyone had the same had, hat. Yeah. But it worked on him, and I was just literally frothing at the mouth. <laughs> yeah, it was. And it was definitely trigger warning in the and group like challenge. the audacity of him to show up in that outfit. On my six-year anniversary with Nick, <laughs> he knew what he was doing. The audacity. The audacity. Uh, yeah. And then, and then to make matters worse, he was with Pierre. Yeah. Who was also wearing who was also wearing a linen shirt and brought Kika. Yes. And Pierre looked really good in that like blush pink, that like rose. It was like rose pink. Yeah. It was kind of like this dusty rose color of my. It was dresser. Yeah, it was like the dusty rose color of my overheating face right now <laughs> you're just so thinking about charles you're so flustered I'm stressed <laughs> um <laughs> yeah they looked amazing and they were with charles brother lorenzo you know what they were doing amazing. they were mary kate and ashley they were mary kate and ashley <laughs> i knew you were gonna say that i knew you were gonna say that they were mary kate and ashley ing um and so for anyone who hard. doesn't know what that means it basically means that you have like coordinating outfits you're not dressed exactly the same they're but not like, matching but they the vibes are the same the vibes are there and they're coordinated enough where you're like they got ready to get together, together. They, yeah they came together. together yeah um and that's what they were doing because they were kind of they were wearing matching yeah fits. and also there was like a video posted by the tournament of charles and he was like yeah i'm actually with my best friend pierre Actually, I think he said – someone told me that he said, I'm with my best friend and Pierre, and I said, I don't believe that to be true. <laughs> Translation? In my brain, he said, my yeah. best friend, Pierre. Um, which I don't know. Just... All of the headlines I saw said, Charles says his who his best friend in F1 is, and obviously true. it's Pierre. So so we'll we'll take it. That's a W for us. Um, <laughs> and then Kiko was with him. She looked great. Um, she should have also been wearing pink, the though. Friends. You know, she wanted to stand out. She, she was wanted wearing to stand blue. out from the crowd, and I appreciate that. Um, George and Carmen were there, but a different day, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, 
So they were there looking like an absolute just Tommy Hilfiger. Because it's been a while because catalog. on the podcast last week we discussed Did George we? talking to uh oh, yeah. Djokovic, remember? So maybe it was like Wednesday through Sunday? I guess. I don't know. Either way, it's maybe tennis Wednesday was a practice back to back. Who knows? Back to back tennis weeks Who knows? for us big tennis big tennis vibes here <laughs> um but they were just looking like an absolute just like tommy hilfiger dad and then like i think george and carmen would absolutely crush a vogue cover shoot yeah they would win class couple for sure for like sure high school. like i am just imagining <sighs> okay this isn't vogue but an architectural digest oh Oh, photo shoot at George's like English, English countryside, countryside. Oh, cottage. Oh, his manor and it's his Carmen. Manor. Yeah, and <laughs> Carmen. she's on the Misty Moor, and she's holding a baby lamb, and there's you know little baby chicks mm. running around her, and it's really just and oh the Misty Moor exactly. I'm horny. <laughs> I'm like. <laughs> It's like giving Pride and Prejudice. Like it's the I'm only like, thing I was, I was like, George is walking this way, Carmen is walking this way. He, they're meeting on the Misty he, Moor. They're meeting in the Misty Moor. <laughs> meet me in the Misty Moor. That's the new Meet Me in the Middle. <laughs> so I'm like, imagining. I think we can meet in the middle. I think we can meet on the Misty Moor. I'm just imagining a beautiful period piece romance novel. Then Maybe, them two them could two, absolutely oh my God. annihilate a period piece. They oh. would, ooh, I just got chills. I'm like, I have goosebumps. I'm literally goosebumping. <laughs> like right now. imagining it. Like I need that so bad. Like I need. Oh, because you know that George could pull off like the outfits with like base, like the tights and like yes. the like bloomers. Yes, I'm weak. Right and now. like a a um, wait, what are the jackets with the tails? Like a. A tail I think coat? they're yeah, a tailcoat. Um, I just a coat and, with the tails is, is called. I got coat, a coat with coat the tail, tails. But don't call me a tailcoat. I just like George and a Mister Dar- Darcy outfit. Oh yeah, okay. We okay. have to move on. Have we'll be stuck on. here all day if we don't. We have to move on. But uh, and so, but th- that's not all. <laughs> they were not the only ones there, <laughs> because Lando was there in an absolute crispy pink button down. So pink was like pink was in. Pink is the the color of the season, huh? Yeah, pink is in. Good pink for that. The new black. <laughs> We've always said that. <laughs> uh, Nick DeVries was also there. There's like no photos of him though. Just like one video where you see him like chest up. Uh, he was in a suit. I don't know. Looked great. Looked fine. Uh, and then Kelly Piquet was there with a brand that she models for. No Max. Maybe Max was babysitting. That he was having a tea party. When Kelly was at the tennis yes. tournament. So that's yeah, why he's Kelly... actually not dating Kelly. He's actually just her <laughs> he's au pair. He's just her nanny. He's an au pair. <laughs> he's he's uh, Mrs. <laughs> Doubtfiring. <laughs> no, that would actually be Danny DK. It's gonna be... <laughs> Danny Kvyat's... <laughs> Mrs. Doubtfiring. <laughs> So he can spend time with P. And also learn Max's ways so he can steal his seat back at Red Bull. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dead. Oh. Danny, Danny DK, please confirm or deny. 
<laughs> your Mrs. Just Doubtfire and your ways. ex-girlfriend. <laughs> uh, <sighs> okay, uh, but I have a question. Because this really got me thinking. This got the old wheels turning in my brain. Because we saw how amazing everyone looked in Monaco at this event. Mm-hmm. And my question, where the fuck is Monaco Grand Prix fashion show? Are we going to get one this year? Because I swear to fucking God. Do we need to start a petition? Yeah. Because Do, okay. where has it been? It can't have just been the pandemic that stopped it, right? Or was it? Like, do we need to, like, start pitching companies to be like, we will run the fashion show for you. All you have to do is give us permission and a budget and we'll make it happen. We'll make it happen. <laughs> like, I just, I'm sick thinking about the fact that it's not there anymore. Like, I know, like, obviously. That content was everything to me. It was so good. And I know that, like, Lando and Charles and, like, Yuki would slay the catwalk. They really would. Like, it's... uh, And it was like a rite of passage for the rookies. So I feel like Logan Sargent needs to be up there. Like, how are we hazing people these days? I'm sorry, but we missed out on having Mick Schumacher walk the runway. That's a a, a hate crime. This is a hate crime against me. That's a war crime, honestly. It needs to be tried at the freaking United Nations. Gunther, this is the second war crime you've been a part of. <laughs> and I know you weren't directly involved in it, but you were involved somehow. And we'll in make both. it known. We'll be telling. <laughs> I'll be alerting the presses. Don't you fucking worry. My new publicist, Baby P, will be telling everyone. <laughs> Baby P is on the case. <laughs> yeah, so I just like need that to come back because um, what the fuck? We're missing out on such good content. And it's like... Here's the thing. is like, what brands... But also, there's so many brands that could do this. Like, are we gonna lose Monaco off the off the calendar at some point? You know, that's been a rumor for a while. And then what's his name? Whoever the freaking Domenicali. F1, yeah, recently said, um, just because you have history, just because you're a historic stay. track, does not mean that you'll stay. Blah 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 blah. I don't think um, that applies to Monaco though. Like, I just I, like don't see a world in which they like don't do Monaco. I mean, I it's just hard because obviously they've been complaining about it for a while because the cars keep getting wider and the track is unpassable. So it's kind of like, is it actually yeah. good racing? And so I don't know, but we better get a fashion show before. We lose Monaco, okay? That's all I'm saying. I'm asking for one thing. Who has a Make-A-Wish Foundation? And they can just <laughs> use their wish on <laughs> I don't know if that's PC for me to say, but, like, can someone take one for the team and ask for the Monaco Grand Prix? Nicole, we just show? talked about people getting canceled from podcast appearances. Please don't have it happen to us. <laughs> I didn't say they had to do it. I'm just saying someone could hypothetically use I'm their Make-A-Wish. I'm just requesting. I'm just saying... Then if you need an idea for your wish, that's what it could be. <laughs> this is like very Alexis Rose of you. <laughs> like the way you just said that was Alexis Rose. I'm just saying that if you need an idea. Ew, David. Okay. You if you need an idea. Wish, <laughs> you can just give me your wish. Like if you're not going to use it. If you don't know what to do with it, I do. <laughs> Ew, David, give me your make-a-wish-wish. 
else has gone off the rails today? <laughs> I mean, what else is new? <laughs> okay. Speaking of off the rails, this isn't really speaking of off the rails, but this, that was the war segue. There's so many other things you could have done. Speaking of Alexis Rose, I'm sure she has a story from this event. <laughs> okay, good one. Thank you. And that is Coachella. That was my drum roll. I don't know if I, you no, could tell. Okay. Yeah, I did um, <laughs> Coachella Weekend 1. knows that Coachella Weekend 1 is like the influencer weekend and everyone cool goes Weekend 2. So it's really disappointing to see that Lewis was at Weekend 1. Mm, he has to start prepping. I guess. Yeah. He two. just like time is limited. Do we think we're going to see Danny next weekend at Coachella? He's a free mm. man now. So I wonder. I feel like maybe he'll be there. But anyway, Lewis was serving fit after fit after fit, fit. after fit. But like chill guy fits. Yeah. No, he but was like not doing like the most. Like I was like, if like if you had to, if you asked me what is Lewis wearing to Coachella, I would be like the ugly boots that look like they're out of Minecraft. <laughs> Something wild. Um, but the red no, ones. he was. Yeah, he's just like <laughs> ch- was like chill guy vibes. Like he was like. Kind of like normal guy with a really good fashion sense going mm-hmm. to Coachella. Not yeah. like uber rich, seven, potentially eight-time world champion, millionaire, Met Gala, man goes to Coachella. He was like chill, normal guy with a good fashion sense. You know? Yeah. I mean, I think he's just he's aging gracefully, you know. It was very uh, age-appropriate fashion for Less him. is more. Less it was is like more. a less is more vibe from, from him and he... It was fun Coachella wear, and I think, you know, I was excited by the looks, and I was just excited that he was there having some quality time. He looked like he had a really good time. He was with his best friends. He was vibing. He was, like, listening to music. He was with Sean White and Nino Dobrev, his BFFs again. Mm -hmm. He was with Justin Bieber. Do you think he's in a throuple with them? Can we start that rumor? (laughs) Lewis. I have heard that they are, like, kind of weird. I have heard that as well. Dumois is always saying that they're like a little bit weird. Which I also feel like Lewis is kind of, you know. Yeah. Weird. So like it could it could fit. Okay. This just is saying. fun. <laughs> a fun this is a little fun twist. Theory. <laughs> I'm into it. It's giving sister husbands, brother uh, husbands. Speaking of Coachella though, and like this is not about F1, but like Lewis was there, so there, that's the tie-in. Um he was obviously there for the Frank Ocean concert. And Which... just like, what the fuck happened there? Yeah, that was tough. Like, um... what? But like, every celebrity that was there was like, that was the most incredible, like, moving, magical thing ever. And like, everyone else that was there was like, what the fuck just went, ha- went on? I wonder if they're going to replace him for Weekend 2. Probably. But I'm like, who? What did the celebrities see that I everyone else did not see? well he was off the stage for half of the time yeah he was backstage for half the time so i don't know (laughs) i'm like then he had a dj was he just like was he was he backstage with the vips and that's why they and they were like damn this is great because he's right in front of me maybe i don't know i would Um, love to hear lewis's thoughts maybe lewis um maybe he'll tell xdna will actually be the headliner xnda will actually be the headliner for weekend two that's all we can break ocean Here's a call, a call out that I have for any F1 journalists that are going to be in Azerbaijan. Please ask Lewis what actually happened at the Frank Ocean show. <laughs> Please. We're That's desperate. That's all I want to know. 
I want his I opinion care on the Frank Ocean show. I don't care how he qualifying went. I don't care about any of that. All I want to know is what actually happened. We're what calling in truth? favors left and right on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone, help us. <laughs> Like you got a wish, you got a shot at asking Lewis Hamilton a question. You better, you better take our advice. Can someone please use their make a wish wish to ask Lewis Hamilton what the Frank Ocean concert was like? <laughs> do they even still do make a wish? I feel like I haven't seen anything about it in a long time. I'm gonna Google it right now. <laughs> like make I feel like it used wish. to be a huge thing, and like I feel like it's not anymore. It's still a thing. Okay. Yeah. In 2011, they made $64.8 million. Good for them. That's Granting a lot of wishes. Okay. Um, (laughs) Another question that I had. I feel like this whole podcast is just I have a question. (laughs) I just have a lot of questions. First of all, I have Um, a question. First of all, how dare you? F1 did like a grill the grid kind of thing where they um, asked everyone, if you weren't an F1 driver... What would your like dream career be? Lewis wants to be a rock star. Hysterical. I mean, um, he's gonna be next weekend. Day. Yeah, <laughs> so true. Um, but literally, what is it about the career of being an architect that has such a chokehold on F one drivers? Like, an architect is the salt bay of the careers. I think what it is, is that they would like to say that they want to be artists, but they don't want to be perceived as being gay and not Mm -hmm. manly. And architecture is kind of like seen as like a more manly form of art. And so I think I just like, I don't even think that is just such a random career. That's what I'm saying, because I'm like, it's creative, right? It's creative. And like, you get to do fun things. Yeah. Well, I was talking to Nick about it. And I posed this question to him. And he said, you wouldn't now normally think of that as like a a popular career here, because all of our buildings are so fucking ugly. But all these drivers (laughs) are from places with like, gorgeous architecture. And they're from like, Monaco and France and like basically just generally Europe that has like stunning architecture. So that's probably like, a, oh, I would love to build a giant cathedral where here are they still doing ugly. that? I don't think they're still building know. cathedrals anywhere. I don't know, but I guess you're you might be more inclined, like more into architecture if you live in one of those places versus like maybe here, where everything is like, I guess I'll build a skyscraper, mm. you know. I guess I don't know. We'll have to. That's gonna be our that, second. We're gonna make have a wish. to ask. <laughs> <laughs> so many wishes. So we have too many wishes. We're like that. Um, oh shoot! What's her name? Debbie Debbie Ryan movie, the Sixteen Wishes movie. That does that decom original movie where she gets she writes all of her wishes down. They all come true. Like maybe we should try that. We should. I think we should. <laughs> I'm dead. Uh, okay. Huge news in the F1 world. Absolutely massive news. This is going to blow everyone out of the water. Yuki has started a YouTube channel <laughs> with the most like, incredible name. YukiTube. YukiTube. I mean, it's what else in- are you going to call it's it? It's so good. It should have just been called YukeTube. YukeTube. But way better. <clears throat> but right. Neither here nor there. Neither here nor there. Um... He was just born to be a star. Yuki he was. was born to be a star. All the clips of him just like dancing, 
And the whole, I'm like, he would fit in with us. We would be friends with him. I want to hang out with him so bad. So bad. So bad. But you want to know what I am sick of? Tell me. I'm sick of all these drivers being like, I started a YouTube channel. Like, can't wait to show you guys everything. And then they post one video, one video. of their like preseason training and that's it. And I'm like, okay, loved this. We're looking like, at you, Carlos and Charles. <laughs> also, Danny, no breaks. I know that was like a sponsored thing, but like, Where you don't have they? a job anymore. So like, do it. Okay. Well, Red Bull setting him on 19 million cross country <sighs> road trips. God, fucking right. <laughs> Do you Fuck see you, the Christian new one? Warner. He's like, he's going to be yes. road tripping like all across Europe to get to Silverstone. And I'm like, can you guys just let him like take a plane? <laughs> okay, what but season... only I would love to be a passenger in that. Right. Um, okay. Um, In other news, George said recently that having Lewis as a teammate saved him. And not in like the religious saved kind of way. Have you ever seen that movie with Mandy Moore and Macaulay Culkin? And it's called Saved. No. Iconic movie. But that's what I was thinking of when I read this headline. But basically George is like, thank God Lewis didn't retire. Because imagine if Lewis had retired and the car was this bad. Everyone would have been pointing fingers at me. <laughs> okay, dead because also so true but he's like no because lewis is still here like everyone knows it's everyone's actually the car. it's actually the car and not just me <laughs> and i was like I'm that's dead. so fair bestie like like that's so fair <laughs> and he was like no i've like really learned a lot from lewis but i'm also like so grateful that he didn't retire because like i feel like I'm i've screaming. been able to prove myself in this car that we're both driving poorly and i was like always looking out for yourself george i get it incredible <laughs> incredible that's such a george thing to say <laughs> it is um also so speaking george. of mick schumacher which i know we were talking about like way so earlier in this episode <laughs> speaking of mick an hour ago <laughs> but obviously we all know well maybe we don't but Audi is going to be joining f1 in 2026 mm -hmm. and mick was basically the front runner to be one of their drivers because of the german heritage they were really looking forward to that. But now, allegedly, their eyes are set on Carlos Sainz instead. And so I am just curious. One, do we think, because Carlos's contract is up at the end of next year, 2024. Okay. Um, and so I'll be curious to see where he goes in between 2024 and 2026. Because I th I'm, if... I think if I am correct, um, Audi is basically taking over. Um, they increased its stake in the Sauber team or Alfa Romeo, Got and then it. will fully take over in 2026. So I'll be curious to see if um, Carlos goes to Alfa in 2024 to kind of set up for Audi taking over. Well, if it, his contract is up at the end of 2024, it would be... Sorry, 2025. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, quick time out. You froze. I did not hear this part of the story. Did they confirm that Carlos is going now? No. He, they just... They have their sights set on him. Got it. Got it. Okay. That's it. Okay. Uh, very interesting theory. Very interesting theory. Because then could we see someone like Joe move up? Mm-hmm. Mal Romeo onto Ferrari and like swap with Carlos. 
which we also know Lewis maybe has his sights set on Ferrari as well. That rumor so is floating true. around. So I think we're going to see a big shakeup in the next couple of years. I freaking hope so. I'm looking forward to a shakeup. Me too. We'll shake up, shake down. Um, <clears throat> okay, here's a fun, here's a fun, a fun little tidbit, a little fun little thing that happened in the pop culture world is uh, if you have listened to this podcast or you follow us on Instagram, you know that we're huge 1975 girlies and we love Maddie Healy. And something that came out uh, this past week is that Maddie confirmed that the rat <laughs> in Flushed Away is in fact based on him. <laughs> Ratty Healy strikes again. Ratty Healy strikes again. Um, so this made me think, which animated character reminds you of like what driver? Like, are there any animated characters and like that is absolutely 100% that driver? Because for me, Stitch is Yuki. <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's like small one. and chaotic and loves to eat sandwiches i'm trying to think i need like a full blown list of characters in front of me i feel like um uh the guy from atlantis yeah is george i was trying to think of a good one for george george is so like tall and lanky i feel like he could be a handful of characters in any cartoon <laughs> true the um <clears throat> what is that was that a uh, road to el dorado mm -hmm. that's carlos and lando <laughs> that's carlando it's carlando i was gonna say carlando is also giving me timon and pumbaa vibes <laughs> <laughs> well no because there has to be one that's like grumpier to be timon because timon is like sometimes grumpy and like i think lando's a little grumpy sometimes that's true that's true <laughs> I was going to say maybe, like, Danny and Max. Mm. Maybe, actually, Danny and Max are the Road to El Dorado guys, because, like, one of them is, like, very fun-loving, and the other one is, like, chill out. <laughs> I feel like that could be them. Um, Charles is obviously just, like, one of the Disney princes. Prince Charming? Probably. Maybe Prince Eric. Mm-hmm. Because he loves music. So, like, Ariel's singing, and he's like, that's nice. <laughs> you know? And he loves to be on the water. We we know that for certain. We that. We've seen we that in the first he season to of Drive to Survive. Yeah, he loves to boat. So I feel like he would be Prince Eric. Yuki is also Mike Wazowski. <laughs> no, that's actually us. Yeah, I'm, I'm Sully and you're Sully. Mike. I'm Mike Wazowski. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, there are so, so many Pierre cartoons. Pierre is obviously Lilo. <laughs> yeah, Lilo and Stitch. Yuki and Pierre. I know I'm trying to think of like other <laughs> duos in the cartoon world. In the cartoon world. It's like I, feel I like, like the, I like feel like all of the cartoons in the world just like left my brain. I, that's what I'm saying. I'm so overloaded. Honestly, <laughs> no. George's handsome Squidward. And we've talked about this before. Obviously. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 And also I think Patrick and SpongeBob also could be carlos and lando <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> i think on different days they switch off <laughs> well everyone says that max looks like sid the sloth <laughs> that's true <laughs> but he's not he doesn't have the personality of sid the no sloth. he's does definitely does not 
if anyone has a personality of Sid, it's Danny. That <laughs> Danny is Sid the Swan. <laughs> the last melon. The last melon. <laughs> oh, I love that movie. <laughs> I love that movie so much. It's, wow, thinking, I mean, this is, like I think, obvious, but, like, thinking about all this, every cartoon duo is one really grumpy one and one just absolutely annoying character. <laughs> See, that's why it's you and me. I'm grumpy, you're annoying. <laughs> so true. And, like, not, I don't mean annoying in derogatory way. I just mean, like, you have, like, way more energy and you're a little goofier, I feel like. You're a little more eccentric than me. I'll take Non-derogatory. it. Non-derogatory. <laughs> and you're grumpy. Non-derogatory. Derogatory sometimes. <laughs> Most of it the depends time. on the day. <laughs> I think we should also, we should run a poll on our Instagram stories that's what cartoon duo do we remind people of? <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, the evil stepsisters from Cinderella, maybe? <laughs> Gus Gus and what's his name? <laughs> the fucking ugly stepsisters. <laughs> <laughs> the ugly stepsisters. That's all. Two ugly girls. If the shoe fits, but um, boom. Get it? Because it's a Cinderella joke. Oh. Yeah, I got it. Nicole, I'm an ugly stepsister, a stupid se- stepsister. Guys, this episode is so far off the rails. I'm so sorry. This is what and happens. This is when the there's... edited version. This is our version of screaming. <laughs> being like, this is the edited version. This is like we're. I'm so sorry. I hope you. Were like... <sighs> I know you signed on for like an F1 podcast, but we've clearly had a long week. It's only Tuesday. <laughs> There will always be a thread of F1 through this. Um, it's weaving. Well, okay. Through. So, I, yeah, I feel like all the cartoons in the world just kind of left my brain. So, <laughs> everyone drop comments on on your choices for what cartoon characters are most like uh, the F1 drivers. And you let us know. Because I'm sure we missed a bunch of them. Um, there's got to be a good one for Fernando out there. Got to be. There's gotta be. Probably, um, uh, Rasputin. <laughs> and Lance's Bartok. <laughs> okay, um, now it's time for the girls' room. Mm-hmm. Not too much to talk about today because I had, like, so many other things I want to talk about. Um, but I'm just gonna put out a call for, uh, Carmen's stylist, uh, to teach a master class on, like, just how to, uh, get dressed every day please in general so that's what i would like um i'd also like to put out a call for isa to put some english translations on her amas because i just had to like screenshot everything and like translate myself (laughs) and bestie just like make it a little easier on me next time um watch is officially over again with elena and esteban they were at a soccer match together yet another one um kika we already talked about her mm-hmm. just looking great in, in Monaco. Um, yeah, not much else to say. I didn't do too much research into the WAGs this week because I was just, like, so invested in everything else that was Yeah, we, on. I mean, we had a lot to cover earlier, so. I just feel like 
usually the girls room has to do with like what people are wearing in the paddock and like no one's been to the paddock there also hasn't been a race in so long that i'm mm-hmm. like i'm waiting for these um european races to kick off so we can have more wag content yeah i, need it. I agree so we're gonna add a new segment <laughs> to the podcast this is just called the chaos corner if this entire show has not been a corner of chaos but yeah, literally that should be the <laughs> new title of this podcast <laughs> So in the chaos corner, each week, Nicole and I, or I, are going to share some sort of crazy, chaotic story, fact, something about F1, whether it's like a crazy uh, headline that we saw that's like a weird story about something that happened in F1, a crazy story from years ago, a like weird piece of history, or on weeks that we have a race coming up, we're going to tell you one bizarre fact about that country mm-hmm. that they're racing in. So it's my turn this week, and I we just decided to do this a couple hours ago. So I didn't <laughs> I didn't have time to really scour the internet for like the craziest thing I could find, but I did find a Daily Mail article that says former Red Bull driver Robert Dornboss is targeted by violent bat wielding thieves in Amsterdam. Oh, Less Jesus. than a year after Ajax star Dustin Tadic was similarly ambushed by armed robbers in the Dutch capital. Uh, the 41 year old was clubbed over the head as thieves stole his phone and watch. The oh thieves are thought to have used a GPS tracker on his car to follow him. Dornboss joked that his days of wearing expensive watches were behind him. Charles, so everyone note. can just stop wearing watches for <laughs> literally. Real, I know Rolex like sponsors F one, but there. like y'all need to be stay 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 safe on the streets. You guys are being targeted. <laughs> like enough with the watches. We all have smartphones. Stay safe out there. Like we all That's have crazy. smartphones. Damn Amsterdam, huh? Who would have thought? Not me. Well, uh, all right. So good to me. know. I shall not be wearing a watch when I go to Amsterdam. Definitely not don't. that I have a vacation planned to Amsterdam, but like when I do, I shall not be wearing a watch. And also, like, just check your car for a uh, tracker, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, scary. So it's time for Manifest Minute. And we have a manifest from Addie. And Addie says, My boyfriend and I have been together since we were 19 for a total of eight years. Whoa. Wow. Uh, in the past year, she's also gotten him into F1 and watching it with her. And as cheesy as it sounds, she truly does believe that he is her soulmate. <laughs> That's horrible. Uh, on one of her their first dates, um, they found out that there were a ton of you know instances where they were in the same place at the same time and did not notice each other. Things ranging from classes we took together in college to events we were at when they were at with 15 other people. Uh, and his parents were even at her cousin's wedding, and she didn't know them at the time. That is actually wow. fucking wild. Uh, he's super supportive of everything she wants to do in her life, puts her first, and is someone who just balances her out perfectly. This summer, they're going on a trip for two weeks with her family to Europe at the beginning of July. They're going to Amsterdam, Belgium, and Germany. Don't wear a watch. Be careful. <laughs> Addie, don't wear don't a be watch. wearing watches. Um, three places. <laughs> or your boyfriend does not. Yeah, don't, don't wear, wear watches. Watch. No one in your family watch. Wear watches. Uh, <laughs> so those are three places they both have never been to, um, but also his first time in Europe. Uh, her family, her friends, and her coworkers have all mentioned that it's a perfect scenario for him to propose uh, because it'll be somewhere romantic with her whole family. Uh, and while she's trying not to get her hopes up, she would love for this to happen and would love for this community to send out the good vibes and manifestation to potentially make this a reality. Um, oh, I'm obsessed. 
I'm yes. obsessed with this. So I would also like to say, as someone that did also wait a long time to get engaged, not eight years. If it was eight years, I would have been pissed. So he better be doing it. <laughs> um okay well also they've been together since they were 19 so you know i feel like it's like you got to save some money you gotta get laying on your feet and do the whole thing okay so everyone please join me in closing your eyes taking a deep breath in a deep breath out and picture this it's a sunny afternoon you're in amsterdam your wrist is feeling really light because there's not a watch on it. <laughs> You're basking in the warmth. There's people bike riding by. They're, they're cycling. Um, there's tulips in bloom. You're seeing windmills. You're seeing bridges. You're seeing waters. There's people just cruising down the rivers on these little boats. Um, if I could make a suggestion, you will be planning to take the pizza cruise uh, around the city of Amsterdam in which you go on a boat and you <laughs> eat pizza and drink wine. Um, but that's crazy. Um, that's, that's, that, personal. That's, that's personal. Um, <laughs> that's a personal wish for you that you'll be doing that. And it's warm. You're happy. You have your entire family with you. You guys are having the best trip. You're taking Polaroid photos. You're taking snapshots. Your, your soulmate is there with you and you just are feeling so fulfilled and warm. And when all of a sudden you turn around and the love of your life is down on one knee and he has a ring in a box and he says, will you marry me? And you are overcome with emotion. You don't really know what's going on. You can't really hear him. You're blacking out and you say yes. And you put that ring right on your finger and you are just so fulfilled and happy and overcome with joy. Uh, everyone's crying. Everyone's happy. Everyone's cheering. Um, and it's just a really incredible moment for you and everyone around you. So everyone breathe in, breathe out, seal that in, flutter your eyes open. Um, and Addie, I'm really hoping that this happens for you. Um, but I also, Me too. I, can't wait. I also want to say that even if it doesn't happen, um, I hope pretty much everything that I just said does come true. I hope that you are surrounded by love and happiness and laughter and joy. And you guys are having just have the most incredible trip and know that if this, this person is your soulmate, you don't need a ring on your finger or anything like that to prove um, that he loves you and that you love him and that you are meant to be together and that you're going to have a happy and life. It'll happen. it'll happen when, when it's it supposed it to happen. We're yeah. manifesting it happens on this trip, but I also um, think that you... Maybe he'll be yeah. nervous because your whole family right. will be there, you know? I also just think that you are very lucky to have found someone like that mm -hmm. and um, just really bask in that, that love um, because, you know... It's a really special thing to to find someone that you love so deeply. So I'm really happy for you guys, regardless of what happens. But we, I think everyone listening to this, let's just, you know, take those vibes of enjoying where you are and being happy with the people around you and feeling love, whether it's a platonic love or a romantic love. Let's just like bring a little bit of love into the world this week to really seal in this manifest. I hear that. Hear, hear. And on that note, we gotta get yeah, out of here because Kate has a very important phone very call, important to, call make. to make. I'm late. I'm late for a very important date. Um, thank you, everyone, for joining. Uh, 
this joining this chaos, chaos corner, corner episode. episode and we will uh <laughs> talk to you next week but until then we'll see you on the internet we'll see you on the internet bye, bye. bye.